Good morning. This is Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team, and I would like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. As always, you can contact me, Lance Kenmore, anytime direct on my cell phone at 727-8977, or visit us on the web at kenmoreteam.com. Once again, I always like to thank John for hosting and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen. Mr. John McKay, how you doing? Elephant ears this week. It oh, last night. <laughs> I, I we, we snuck out. We yeah, I'd been gone um, mm-hmm. because we a um, little bit of you know sadness of empty nesting as we yeah. moved our daughter to Boston to play hockey. Yeah, and um, so we were gone, but we made it back in time to last night. So thank you for letting us do the encore show. Um, also, we were super excited about property management's acquisition last weekend. Yes, but yeah, but we made it back in time to catch a little bit of the rodeo um, last night, and more importantly, an elephant here as well. So. Rodeo, elephant ear, I mean, those kind of, those oh, go and waffle cones. Oh, gosh. I've been seeing all of my friends and on Facebook and stuff with, you know, their curly fries and everything else. So, yeah, yeah I, it is just, I mean, another one of, like, iconic Tri-City Weeks of, mm-hmm. of Fair Weeks. So, and thank people you. are like, hey, look at all the great food that I'm eating. You're not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So thank you for everybody for putting that um, putting that on and and then yes it's always interesting too for me too especially when you know I you know our we help our kids or family move mm-hmm. to these other cities and and you see you know some more of the nation you know in Boston and some of the outlying areas and yeah yes there are some amenities and things there and some professional sports that you know are bigger that you just can't get here in Tri Cities but. I got to tell you, there. I've seen a lot of communities across the United States, and mm-hmm. there is something about coming back home here. Yes, to just the the road systems we have, the events like the fair, the community involvement and stuff. Mm-hmm. There is just, um, it's great to see it. But I tell you what, I am a happy camper when I yes. get back get back home to that. So, so yeah, we are rocking and rolling on on the real estate front there, enjoying some of those end of summer activities here in our community. Now, McKay, we always like to start off with our crazy national story. Yes. Um, and that is Dr. Seuss's La Jolla compound mm-hmm. has hit the market for the first time in over 70 years. Wow. So interestingly enough, so the so the author of the Dr. Seuss books, he had purchased this property. Um, it had been um, it had been in the family since um, 1948. Wow. So, and then what had happened, so his first wife had passed away, so then he married um, again. Um, he passed away in 1991, mm-hmm. and then the property has been in his wife's estate till up until 2018. Then she gifted... The estate they were heavily, heavily involved with UC San Diego, uh-huh. and so then she gifted the estate to UC San Diego. They've put it on the market, and the proceeds are going to go to support future campus projects. Very there. cool. Um, but it is a very, very cool one of a kind property. It's it sits atop a hilltop knoll. 
Um, it's kind of got the whole Spanish influence terracotta roof type property. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool looking California property. Cool Five, kitchen. 5,000 square feet. It's really cool. And the stained glass etched um, top hat of Dr. Seuss on the front door is probably the coolest front door with the history of the property. Wow. I got to think that's just like something that should stay with that property. Oh, Sam, I am. Let's go make some green eggs and ham. Forever (laughs) green green eggs and ham. So it'll be interesting to see what that sells for. It's always cool when you see, I feel like, iconic properties like these, like one-owner properties. Um that have been in families for years um, go ahead and hit the market and change hands. You know, I, and that's one that I don't think you're going to need to worry about a com- getting comps for that one. I, I really, yes, I really don't think so. I think there's going to be some historical value there. Yeah. Um, hey, Dr. Uh, Seuss's house, forget uh, the comps. Uh, exactly. Now, McKay, I got to tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna add something in there because we were super super excited about it. We mm-hmm. um, we do, I'm gonna throw in not only our national crazy celebrity story this week, All right. but I am gonna drop in a um, luxury Tri City Kenmore team house as Ooh. well. And um, we closed last week um, on our on another home for this year over um, $2 million. We listed a property in Badger Canyon in Kennewick for $2.475 million. Uh-huh. Um, a couple weeks ago, a number of people saw that hit the market. We had a lot of social media buzz about it. Um, and I'm happy to report that that has closed at $2.6 million. Wow. Um, just relatively quickly a, a few weeks later. So nice, um, you know, large acreage property um, in Badger Canyon, large square footage home, amazing views, pool, shop. Well, really, I could just keep going forever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it, this house was really spectacular, had um, just very, very high end with some great amenities. So for Tri-Cities real estate values like that, I love seeing that. If you know, if you would have told me five years ago, hey, Lance, you're going to have two, three, four sales a year over two million, I would have been like, what? Come on, get out of here. <laughs> uh, but you, you, you know, but you look at how our landscape has changed a little bit. Yeah. And, um, larger population base. And anyway, it's just great to see some comps like that mm-hmm. in our market. So that is the Kenmore Team um, Celebrity House of the Week. Um. And then I just wanted to, another thing I hear all the time, I always take notes throughout the week, whether I'm here or traveling or see, um, and I did, I will tell you, being a real estate junkie, mm-hmm. um, here's my here's my local real estate st- story is, so being a real estate junkie, so we dropped we drop my daughter off at college, and so we're outside of Boston, and, and we, we leave an extra day on the other end of it. Okay. And I was like, look, I have to see, I mean, it is a building style in real estate and it's the Cape Cod cottage. Oh, yes. And so we ran out to the island and saw, I went to my real estate roots and saw like cedar shake weathered. And granted, I will tell you when you see that in the Tri-Cities, because occasionally you will, mm-hmm. and McKay, you will look at that, you will scrunch your face and be like, 
that's kind of weird. Like that doesn't look <laughs> right uh, with just cedar shake siding. But because then, it doesn't match the rest of it the... doesn't match the landscape or the rest of it. But when you go and you see a thousand Cape Cod villages all with cedar shake siding on it, you will understand Damn. why it is a real estate term, a revolution. Yes. Um, it is definitely a sight to be seen. So I, I definitely got some real estate research done why I, why I was there. Now, granted, too, I also looked up um, a couple of the comps in the area of mm-hmm. that region, um, and they could be celebrity house stories of their own because the the prices are absolutely through the roof and incredible. Wow! So there's my real estate travel story. Also, um, in somewhat related news, I think it's important to look at because a lot of people talk about this. Um, in the employment issue and how the employment yes. affects every guy. And I hear a lot of people say, um, gosh, you know, I've had a lot of turnover this year or I've had empl- new employees added or other employees go. Mm-hmm. So really interesting. One of the economists that I follow brings out this stat. So over the past two years, which granted a lot of people really rethought their life and what they were doing, you know, through a pandemic. But listen to this. So almost 30% of the working population has changed employers. A third of the working population in the last years. Okay, so among boomers, now boomers, don't take offense to this, but we know you don't like change. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so it would that was the lowest category, 15%. Gen Xers, 17%. Mm-hmm. Thank you, myself. Um Okay, the millennials then is here where we start to get elevated. Hmm. 32%. Okay. Now, here, ages, um, well, the whole age, if we look at it, Gen Z, the youngest, so 9 to 24 years old. So let's say working, that's going to be 18 to 24. Okay. 18 to 24, um, Gen Zers, 49% have changed jobs wow. in the last two years. So, I mean, that kind of explains like the overall economy's quit rates is kind of running at 34%, which is super high. But younger workers are repeatedly job switching for either better pay or different opportunities. Interesting. I mean, when you think about that and you look at that st- statistic, you're like, if I'm going to hire somebody from... 18 to 24, there's a 50% chance, you know, over the last 18 months that that person was going to move job, was going to move jobs again. So, well, that's an important thing to consider. It just kind of looks to, it just kind of looks to the competitiveness of the job market. It was really interesting. I had not seen anybody really break it down by, you know, by those percentages and what, and really, I don't care if it's, you know, Gen Z or, or whatever age, you know, mm-hmm. makes no difference. If you look at the overall number, it's that 30% number is just a third of the workforce changing, you know, that's, changing jobs. That's got to be some sort of a record. Yeah, it, it's it's a rate. The reason they're reporting it is because it's an unprecedented rate that, that we haven't, that we haven't seen before. So wow. that kind of leads me into... Other unprecedented things. And the, and the way I come up with the topics for the show, and I think it's important to keep it fresh with what's going on out there, is I is I take down what people are saying to me, you know, and the questions they're asking me and what our clients are saying. And I got to tell you what, it, yes, it was out. I was out at the fair. 
Um, and so, you know, you see a lot of people and especially over the years, we've done transactions with thousands and thousands of families. So you, you see a lot of people and the question that was came up repeatedly, and I think it was probably elevated and, and this was probably 20 times in the last, you know, 48 hours uh, <laughs> s- since I've been back. And I think it's a little bit more because we were out the fair and saw a lot of people, but people, because of the news, I will tell you, there's a lot of fear in the national news right now with Mm -hmm. housing and the economy, but probably 20 times and it never failed. First question, people will stop and you'll be like, you'll be like, oh, hey, gosh, it's great to see you. And then they'll say, hey, how's real estate? And then they and then they and then they wince. McKay, like, no, they scrunch up their face and they wince and they're like scared to hear my reaction. And then I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Like, I'm doing great. And and so then they settle down and I kind of see, you see their shoulders relax a little bit and, and they're like, oh, okay. And and I'm like, no, I'm like, look, like, yeah, there's stuff going on nationally. Yes. Rates have gone up, but I, I kind of sometimes go back with the next question. And I say that this happened, you know, 15 times out at the fair and, but um, one interaction I had with somebody who's even in the business is uh, I was at lunch on Friday or Thursday at lunch. I saw a developer and same thing. Like he sees me. Hey, Lance, how how's real estate? And then he winces and kind of leans away from me like, <laughs> like it's going to be really bad. And I'm like, which reinforces and, and, the point that when you see these national yep. stories, it's not cut and paste. And so I guess I just have to ask the question. I said, gosh, you know what? This makes a really good show. And I and so and sometimes I ask people like, hey, you know, I am a very positive person and, and you know, we're we're going to you know, real estate, as far as our company and our customers and what we're doing, mm-hmm. like it, it's gonna, like, we're, we're going to make adjustments that we need to make to, to make it work. But overall, like I take that back to questions. And so my first question, especially when I was talking to this developer is the first thing I said is I, I kind of laughed a little bit and I'm like, Hey, like, it's good, man. Like, like things are good, but what, what do you mean by yeah. that? Like, how's it? I said, and I said, hey, look, do you mean, um, is the market going to go up by 15% every year from now till the end of time? Because <laughs> if it is, I will transfer all of my assets into real estate and everybody else should. Like, if this is a guarantee. Yeah. I said, I don't think that's what you mean. And he, and he kind of laughs. He's like, oh, come on. I'm not that greedy, is what, is what he said. And I was like, okay. So I said, I said, the market's still great. Like I said, are you asking me if prices are going to go backwards? And I go, because in in my opinion right now, they're they're not from the Mm -hmm. comps. And I said, so, and he goes, no, like, I'm just like, what's happening? And I said, well, I said, our rate of growth and um, our rate of appreciation is slowing. But all signs indicate it's still, in my mind, if Tri-Cities real estate goes up every year at you know, 5%. I mean, I've been in markets where it was one to 2%, then it got mm-hmm. to three. And, you know, I've kind of seen all, all of that. And I've been in markets in Tri-Cities where for a short period of time, it did go backwards. Like I've been through that. Mm-hmm. And so I, and so I just, we talked about it and I said, look, things are, things are still awesome. Yeah. yeah and, and then I, so I brought up the point as I said, you know what, this is going to be my radio show this week. Yeah. And I said, so I said, you have to look at, 
why you're selling or what the real estate market means to you. And so the first thing I wrote down as I started to prep for the show is I said, if you bought a house because you needed it, needed, you had to have it go up by 15% every year, then this radio show is not for you. You should be afraid. Because because I don't know who told you that was possible or a good idea, but it's not sustainable. So no. so if if that was what you were doing, that was in my mind a reckless bed or purchase. Yeah. Um, and I don't think a lot of people did that. Now, if you bought real estate for long-term equity gains, great. Mm-hmm. If you bought a house for your family and were hoping that then you could use equity in five years to move up to a bigger house as yes. your family grows, then great. Like, don't be afraid. So that was my, you know, that was my big takeaway on that. But then I thought, man, A lot of people are asking me this question, and I said, there's got to be something to that. So as I really thought through the cycle of that, I said, well, they know I've kind of seen it, or my company has seen it, or we we have experience that's been through that. So my job in that situation is to take some of that fear away. Like Mm -hmm. if they're worried about that, then I, and they need to make a move or something like that. um, They're really kind of asking like, what does my experience tell me in those situations? And so I, I, I went back through my notes and for me, um, like, I think it's hard because for me, I get excited about the market that we're in or going to mm-hmm. because I feel that, and I'll always feel this way, that it takes a higher level of skill in a market like that. So it's kind of like they say, there's a poster in one of my agent's office and says, a calm sea has never made a great captain. Yeah. Um, and I, or it's very close to that. I apologize if I got one or two of the words wrong, but that's the basic. Like if the water's always perfectly flat and you're just out there sailing around, like you're, you're a captain, you can sail. But then if, you know, it gets a little rough and you have to pay attention to, mm-hmm. to which direction the boat's going and where you need to, the position that the sails need to be in. So it's, it's very much the same way. Like a perfect market, in my mind, has never made a great agent. And so I think what you have to do is you have to, in a changing and shifting market, you really have to look at the fundamentals. And so like, Lance, well, what are those fundamentals we're talking about? Well, The number one fundamental, and this is the crux of what a lot of people's fear and questions get to, the Mm -hmm. number one fundamental in a changing market um, that I wrote down that you have to look at is you have to pay attention to pricing in the last four to six months. Mm. Um, And so, and that is because there has been a lot of ignoring pricing in the past that's gone on in a market that we've had over the last over the last 3 years because if you look at that and say okay the market's appreciating 12%, right? Roughly 1% a month. That means that the price a house sold for 2 months ago is not going to be accurate or close than the one that we're going to sell right now today. Because a 2% difference it, is a lot It could lot already of money. be worth 2% more. And then if we wait to take pictures and stuff for another month, then maybe it's 1% more. And that's a difference of 20? Yeah. Say on a $400,000 house, 
and divide by two percent over you know over two months. Yeah, for the six. I mean, you could be anywhere in that range of fifteen to twenty five thousand dollars. Wow, based on the price. So a lot of what people were doing is they were only looking at that last comp and then adding on to it. You oh. know, another another amount. So. In a market like we had, that worked. So, But now, a lot of times, if a market, say, is only going to appreciate 3% over an entire year, that two- or three-month change is going to be – it's going to be very important what that comp sold for in the last two – especially in the last two months. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of people don't like to look longer than that. <laughs> but because the market was going up so fast – but to find a better comp, you can now go back to four months or six months. Um, and you can look and see like, well, here's a perfect comp that had the same number of bedrooms, the exact same, if you get as close as it can possibly be. Mm-hmm. And man, it sold for four months ago at 375. And actually, oh my gosh, there's two of them. One sold for 375 and one sold for 376. Well, what we've seen happen in the past is that somebody has looked at that data and said, okay, so the list price then should be 400. And you're like, wait, what? No. (laughs) Uh, But then you're like, oh, but wait, yes, everything always goes up all the time. So you're right. And and there's been a sense of that and it's worked. Mm. In this point, you know, in, in today's market, now if there's two or three comps at 376 to 379, and you're say bumping up more than 385, you might have a problem because um, you might be bumping up further than the market. If you miss the market, you don't get the number of looks, you don't get the viewings. So you have to go back and find and compare. And after the break, we're going to talk about it. You have to compare location condition and amenities and i've got a lot more to say about each one of those yes but the number one fundamental you have to go back to to take fear out of this equation is look at comps that matter in the last four to six months when we come back from the break we're going to break that down a little bit more taking the fear out of the market today right here welcome back to the tri-cities real estate update today we've been tackling the subject of the most asked question um that seems like a normal question but it's not because i i've taken a very um scientific study based upon people's wincing at me (laughs) when they ask how the real estate market is and so we've been dispelling a little bit of the national view versus the local view and what's happening but um, I've gone off the rails. I've gone five minutes over in my first segment. McKay's like, we're going to have to cut you off. You're out of control after vacation. Uh, and so, But I've got to pick three here. So if you went to the fair, you went to the rodeo, and you said, you know what? I need my own ranch. Well, have go. I got one for you. We are so honored to be bringing this property to market. 90544 Hess Road in Prosser. This is a... 35-acre irrigated property, 360-degree panoramic views. Wow. Um, It is a four-bedroom, four-bath, 4,136-square-foot home. We have got pastures. So I said that was irrigated, mind you. Mm -hmm. Um, It runs – your private driveway goes right beside Spring Creek out there. It's incredible. 
Um, we have got pastures. We've got cross fencing. We've got the shop. We've got the 40 by 60 insulated barn. We've got the tack room. We've got the 14 by 60 overhang with shelter for the stalls. A 120 by 90 arena. I mean, wow! you're on your way to the Kentucky Derby with this place. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely gorgeous could be the the possibilities are endless in this in this place and you got to check it out that's coming on the market at 1.99 million so wow. just below 2 million but I really, it's hard to find. Oh, pool. Did I, did I mention? Okay, you don't even have to leave. Okay, you just work <laughs> the horses. Um, and then mind jump the, in the pool. Mind the ranch, jump in the pool, have a beautiful home. Um, it's all there for you. That's that's an incredible one for us. Wow. Pick number two, 8217 Nelson Court in Pasco. This is a three-bed, three-bath with a den on almost a half-acre lot in a very custom luxury West Pasco neighborhood. 3,168 square feet, soaring ceilings, formal living, formal dining, family room, plus office, split bedroom design. I mean, and then you go into this kitchen. You've got stainless steel appliances, quartz countertops, um, a huge 24 by 24 flex room with epoxy floors and a mini split with air conditioning there. Secondary master suite. I mean, it just goes on and on. Like these properties on. this week are incredible. That one coming in at 775000 Gorgeous, gorgeous property. Wow. And then another amazing property, and I'll take you to Kennewick on this one, 103512 East Nicole Drive. This is in Cottonwood Springs, three bed, three bath also with an office, um, in-ground pool on almost three quarters of an acre. Beautiful, beautiful setting out there. Large main level primary suite, walk-in closet, private full bath with dual sink vanity, jetted tub, roomy secondary bedrooms, fully fenced backyard, low maintenance landscaping, newer HVAC, new water heater, and that's all coming in. That's priced at seven thirty nine nine. So, wow, some upper end properties, but we've added some amazing inventory over the course of the last two weeks. So, definitely give us a call if any of those piqued your interest for sure. McKay, before the break, like when I got out of control, out of hand, we were talking about the fundamentals, meaning yeah. like a changing market like this we've been in before and, and so moving fear from the market yes and so there's a lot of times where i mean I, it's a very unique position that i'm in because i've seen a, i've seen a lot of this firsthand i've back to when i mean the hanford like layoffs like in the 90s so like think about like when they announced like amazon building here and 1500 yep. new jobs very impactful and we're now at a population of over 300,000. Imagine what it was like in the early 90s when there was layoff announcements within a, a couple of weeks of 8,000 employees. Like yeah. I've seen what that does to property values mm-hmm. and been through what something looks like that. And then we move on to like I remember processing short sales in 2010 and 2011. We weren't hit as bad as some other markets were, but there was still stuff in that market. I mean, if I look back over all that stuff, I mean, I've been on foreclosure bus tours here before. So like, so like, I mean, it's just, these are things that like we've seen. So 
a little changing market as far as the appreciation rate. Trust me, there shouldn't be very much fear in this market with those situations happening. And when that comes up, how do we manage it? We manage it through the fundamentals. I talked about looking at comparables and pricing before the break. Mm -hmm. The second thing that I talked about is in a market like this, condition is a key element. It just is, you have to do stuff like, and it's going to sound funny or crazy that people haven't been doing this, but you have to do stuff like clean the house. Yeah. Like we've gotten away with in the past, like three years where people like, oh, who cares? There's a showing. We don't need to clean up. But no, you need to clean the house. You need to make sure there's fresh paint. If you have a hot pink or a neon green bedroom, Ooh. we need to paint it. Yeah. Um, and so the yard can't be a mess like it was before. And the front door can't have flaking and peeling paint. Uh, absolutely. Broken items need to be repaired before we go on the market. Yeah. In the last three years, you could put homes on the market. There could be stuff broken. This buyer sees it in a walkthrough. Um, but it changes. And so, you know, I talked about before the differences in, you know, the last three years to the last two months and, and what, what we see coming forth the second half of the year. I have zero fear about what's going on in that with that market. And But some of the things, like I told you two months ago, I started to tell you guys what we were seeing in the market. Mm -hmm. And that was we went from having in certain price ranges five offers on a property to having one or two. Which is still really good, right? Yeah. And so that means you've properly priced, you're, you're in the realm that's possible. But what that also means is that desperate buyers are out of the market, yeah. meaning that they're not there. Those other ones that have to buy purchasing something in that. So what else comes up other than condition? Um, is fundamental number three. I only had three for the show and I'm barely, I'm, I'm cutting this short in the second break <laughs> a little bit. But the other fundamental number three is that real estate involves negotiating. Yes. And that has also not been in the market. It's been like people put a price on it and if you want it, that's what you're going to pay for. Now, granted, there are still sellers that are going to say that and, and that is absolutely within anyone's right. You're the property owner. Mm -hmm. But... When in that environment, buyers will walk away from transactions. Yes. So if we look at the rescission, we call it the rescission rate. If we look at the rescission rate in the last two months versus the last six months in the market, it's very, very different. And that means like if you go through an inspection and there's very bad things like in it and maybe not even bad things like six months ago, people might have only walked away from like structural or life safety. Yeah, But now it might not be structural or life safety. It might be like, hey, the water heater's at the end of its life. And you need a new one. And it's, you know, it's a 20-year-old water heater. And the tag on it says that it has a 15-year estimated life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the buyer says, hey, water heaters are $1,500 installed. I want a credit for $800 because it's going to have to be replaced. It's end of life. The seller's generally a seller in that situation will say the water heater works just fine. I took a shower this morning. Mm -hmm. um, you can take the old water heater and shove it. You know, that's, <laughs> that is very much a realm that we would have heard six months ago. But not now. Now it's possible that something like that, a buyer might decide that's the straw that broke the camel's back. More likely to see in this market 
than we did six months ago and any time in the last two to three years. So just be aware that real estate does involve some negotiating in mm-hmm. those standpoints. And so overall, the interest rate adjustments, what they've done is they've they've boosted and added um, the fact that it has made, put a magnifying glass on the fact that there are less buyers in the market because of that. Yeah. Still great, still a seller's market, um, but we might need to do a little bit of negotiating or as Lance calls it, active listening. Yes. What is the buyer telling us that they want to have or need to? And then how are we going to address that? So just a couple, but to me, that's normal. It does not give me fear. In fact, I thrive in that situation. Now mm-hmm. I will tell you, there are some agents in the market and this is why people have fear because if you have entered in the market in the last three years, you're a newer agent Nothing against that. That's perfectly awesome. As a healthy community, we need to have that. But I'm you have no idea what a little, what a normal market looks like. So yeah. you might have a little bit of fear. And seven or eight of those agents have called me and said, what the heck is going on here? And so we just kind of talk through that and say, okay, look, here's some skills that we need to work on. Here's what we need to be talking about. And so... There's a path forward through that. It, I will tell you when there's time for fear. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I am not afraid to say this is brutal, um, but it, mm-hmm. that's not right now. We're, we're having a great time out here, and there is still um, a lot of people that we can help through that situation. Yes. So um, enjoy our local events. If you didn't get out there last day, fair and rodeo, have a great time. Awesome to everybody we saw last night. Thank you so much. It's so fun to see those events in our community. And we will be right back here selling some real estate and talking about real estate. On News Talk 870.